Welcome back to another episode of the EFL Freezer Crowd podcast. As always, I'm joined by Millwall fan Andy. Afternoon, gents. And Statman Luke. How are we, guys? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. In a week where Watford are Premier League again, Will Griggs is on fire again, and Swindon and Bristol Rovers are League Two again. Welcome back to the pod. Well, I think there's only one place to start this week's episode, really. Last week, we gave a big congratulations to Norwich for uh, finding themselves going back up to the Premier League. And the same has to be said for Watford. Bit harsh, starting off with a boring, but I think we knew, didn't we? Yeah, we... Well, Norwich, I think we knew. Watford, they've had their troubles this season. It's just that late run run of form. Since Cisco really got to grips with it. And uh, yeah, Watford and Norwich, we hardly knew ye. great to see them gone out of the division as well in my opinion because they're just too good for the level so uh, no more no more defensive nightmares as a Coventry fan I think having to come up against a team like Watford yeah since Cisco's come in he's made a real change but the the only real change he made was just not playing Troy Deeney and Andre Gray anymore that was it but even then, Troy Deeney still managed to find himself in the post-match interviews in, in a Dior jumper. Oh, not yeah, even in like a match day <laughs> Saying about how much of a, a, an incredible success it was. Yeah, great for the lads. But you not playing was the reason they went up, Troy. Sorry to say. Yeah. I think you'd have been a little bit harsh on Cisco there. He's turned it around, changed to 4-3-3 towards the end of the season. They started picking up a lot of points. And you're saying the only reason... They went up is because he dropped Troy Dean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's worth noting as well that as part of turning it around, he seemed to be getting the best out of some of those players that perhaps we gave a little bit of stick to earlier on the season, especially people like Saar, who if they were going to go back up, they needed those big players to, to play an instrumental part in it. And, and certainly they seem to have done since Cisco took over. Yeah, on his day, Saar couldn't be the best player in the league, can't he? So, um, yeah, with him and Buendia, I think, are probably the top two. And we've we've got rid of those two, so <laughs> move on for next season. I can't see any uh, Sheffield United players doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> on the subject of the uh, post-match, though, I mean, Ken Semmer, do you see his post-match? Lovely guy. <laughs> Never <laughs> Never heard him speak before, yet he was the happiest guy. Just came across brilliantly. I mean, we're all for, you know, the pictures of them in the dressing room, the cigars and things afterwards. I mean, it takes a little bit of the gloss off it that was against Millwall that had to happen, which is a bit of a shame. (laughs) A game that we should have got something out of, should have spoiled the party. But uh, yeah, definitely deserved it, Watford. And uh, good luck to them. And obviously we sort of said there that the top two is done and dusted now with Norwich and Watford and um, our playoff places are all sealed up. Barnsley with a huge win at the weekend to um, guarantee a playoff place for them and what a season they've had. Yeah, it's going to be nice to have a team in the playoffs that plays a bit more 
old-fashioned Route 1, hoof it up in the air football. I don't think it's going to come to anything because you've got Bournemouth who have just lost their first game in eight and you've got Brentford who have got such talent in that team. Ivan Tony missing an absolute sitter but still managing to be probably the best player on the pitch. But it's going to make for a really interesting playoff, so I think, for the neutral anyway. Yeah, definitely. It's hard to write anyone off in those semi-finals. I don't really know who I'd want to be playing. I don't know. I've just got a little feeling about Barnsley. They might be able to sort of play as the underdogs throughout the playoffs as a mini-tournament, one-off games. You just never know. You just never know, do you? It is worth also reminding ourselves that Barnsley only stayed in the division because um, of the unfortunate events that happened at Wigan. So what a turnaround they've had this season. They're a totally different team, totally different club now in terms of their attractiveness. And yeah, it's been a really, really good season for them. And obviously their game this weekend really was the one that I think a lot of people had their eyes on. Yeah, I don't know quite how they've come away with all three points because the amount of absolute sitters that Rotherham missed was just amazing. It was just fascinating. Well, Ladapo like had a free shot from about six yards out, went through his legs. They missed, they missed a couple of sitters from pretty much the same distance. And it was, uh, Paul Warren started to go a bit mad because he said like, okay, I think everyone just wants us to go down now. And he started to sound a bit like Joey Barton. He's going to be start hanging out at Stonehenge, taking his shoes off. He's just losing his mind a bit. But when you've had that much go wrong against you in about a six week period, I think, I think that would drive anyone mad. Yeah, well, I think he was mainly talking about that decision for the Carlton Morris goal, wasn't he? Just two minutes in, less than two minutes in. And he jumps up with the goalkeeper with his arm out, hits the goalie with his arm, fractures his eye socket, and has to go off. <laughs> Jesus. And and the goal's given. It's just such an easy one for the ref to, to chalk off. Uh, yeah, and when you see stuff like that, Paul Warren must be thinking, yeah, everyone wants us down. There's no point playing. But, I mean, they haven't helped themselves. I mean, they've only scored in two of their last eight games and, they, and they've created a lot of chances. So I was going to say then they've only got themselves to blame, but when, they're, when the officiating's that bad against them, who knows? But I can still see them scoring a few goals in the next couple of games. That's the thing. <laughs> Derby, I mean, we'll move on to that game at some point, but Derby are in real trouble. And uh, I think Rotherham could be saved by Derby not being able to pick up a point. And you just think about them decisions. They had the one last week as well for the red card, which for me was never a red card. And then this one this week, which means they go the goal down so early on. That is season-defining stuff at this stage. You know, that they could have two more points than they've currently got. And if you look at the table, if Rotherham had two more points right now, you would really, really be fearing the worst for Derby. I think I am anyway, but... It just feels really harsh and you can understand why they're so annoyed. I would be. But yeah, I mean, two more points and you're looking at them only being two off Derby with two games in hand. And it just, it does feel really, really harsh. And when you're down there sometimes, that's what happens. Yeah, what 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 was overlooked by a lot of people is Paul Warren as well in his post-match interview was wearing a backpack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Rich, never seen it before. Never seen that before. Why do you have that on? So... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andy, you obviously mentioned the um, the Derby game just a moment ago, and we both sort of, I think, alluded to the fact that we see them basically not picking up another point between now and the end of the season. 
Um, and they do have that all-important game on the very last get, uh, very last day of the season, which is um, a game against Sheffield Wednesday, which could be absolutely massive. But you're right, Derby just look devoid of everything, any confidence. They don't. They just don't look like they've got anything left to give. And it really is going to come down to who wants it more. I think who can just put <laughs> well, together who wants it less at this point. A Collingwood well, Richard yeah. scored. He just didn't celebrate. He he just looks sick of playing in that team. No, I think you're right there on that. Uh, I think this was sort of a blueprint for that last game of the season. It's a similar sort of game against a, a team that you should be beating at home like Birmingham. And Birmingham just wanted it more. And uh, such soft goals to concede in a game like that is pretty embarrassing for Derby. And you just want Rooney to come out and say something big or say where it's going wrong. Like Whenever you listen to him after the game, he just describes what happened in the game. He like goes, yeah. we went 1-0 we went up. Yeah, and then they equalised and then of course they scored again <laughs> <laughs> cheers Jeff uh, it's like yeah say something big I mean you'd be going crazy it's like they look like they've got nothing Derby I mean how lucky will they be to survive couldn't he just come out and say oh yeah we should have marked Lukas Djukovic from crosses that's all you have to no. say like it doesn't take a genius or some data analyst to find out like Birmingham scored like 42% of their goals from from headers. And obviously most of those are Djukovic or like Hogan anyway. So all, all you've got to do is go man mark them, don't let them get any space in the box and you kind of, you're sorted. Birmingham don't have much else. But how Bowyer's managed to turn it around at Birmingham, I, I'll i be honest, I don't know. Because the, the football's been a bit oh, lacklustre. It's been hard well, to watch. He's <laughs> played Lucas Djukovic. It's been a bit... Ugh. <laughs> He's literally, you said about Cisco Munoz not playing uh, Dini, and that's been the difference. I think the difference at Birmingham is they are actually playing Jukovic. Sat on the bench, sometimes not even picked under Karanka. Just play him. You know you're going to get goals out of him. And he's proved it again this weekend, and he's been instrumental in their survival. So, like, you're right to say that Bowie's done a really good job, but he's just gone in there and identified where their strengths are and played to it. And unfortunately for Derby, that's meant that they've been on the end of a, another sort of scrappy win yeah. for Birmingham. <laughs> unfortunately for Wayne Rooney, Derby, he's tried to identify the strengths. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't find any. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you could describe them to you. Yeah. <laughs> it kept like multiplying by zero. And it's like, oh, God. <laughs> never gone. <laughs> I think while we're on the note of of Birmingham and the, the teams now that have survived, it's worth making a note of actually that race is is literally going to be between Derby and Rotherham. But I think a team like Bristol City, if there was just a couple more games left in this season, they would be in real trouble. And uh, we are obviously recording on the same day that they've chucked away a 2-0 lead. And um, you talked about Rooney coming out and saying something big. Pearson seems to say the same thing every week. It's never, ever his fault. People at this club aren't good enough. People at this club don't want to fight. Well, that's literally your job to come in and make them want to fight, <laughs> motivate them. You can't chuck away a two. They were good enough to get you 2-0 up. So what went wrong? Well, they just didn't want it. They're not good enough. Well, you do something inspirational. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've got the capability. We've heard you, you know. He's got <laughs> He's just getting a free pass, though. I just can't believe, with, yeah. which is funny, because his players are giving that to the other team. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, even the fans are like saying, oh, yeah, back Pearson, get him the players he wants. Why? He's shown absolutely nothing to, to say that he deserves that job long term. And I, 
it's, it's an absolutely embarrassing end to the season and Bristol is in a real sorry football state. Well, down into League One and uh, the proof really is in the pudding for Hull. They've uh, managed to get themselves promoted back into the championship and really great effort from them. Yeah, it's hard to talk about a team on a podcast where they're just so consistent that not much you know deviates from the norm of them just winning games I think they've scored the most in the football league this season it's just been like a it's just been like a train that just keeps on keeps on keep <laughs> keep on keeping on yeah keeps on keeping on yeah I think um, keeping Grant McCann as manager was something that not many really thought should happen after the capitulation last season <laughs> in the in the championship but what a job he's done. I mean, he's manager of the season for sure. And yeah, I think it's just the consistency, like you said, with Keen Lewis Potter and Malik Wilkes having seasons of their lives. And when you're in that division, a bit of consistency is all you need with some of the teams at the top. And congrats to them. Back at the first time of asking, like every other, like every other team that's uh, been promoted. You obviously spoke about that capitulation at the back end of last season, and it really was like a totally different season for them after January but they they were kind of pretty unlucky in that January window to lose some of their big players obviously uh, Bowen leaving was a massive one for them and um, it was a case of just exactly like you say building a team that could just do it just get up because as soon as you don't you fall into that cycle of being stuck down there you know, looking at the bigger sides as we did before and you really do get caught up in the cycle of not being able to do it for a long time and really having to start again. So, yeah, massive congratulations to them and they have been unbelievable this season. As Luke said, the amount of goals they've scored. To be on plus 41 goal difference after 44 games is absolutely ridiculous, to be honest. So, um, yeah, although I think I did say to you before, Andy, not exactly an away day for you or I that it's going to be an easy one to get to. No, and for that very reason, disappointed they've been promoted and hopefully they go straight back down. <laughs> <laughs> or straight back up or up again. They can go up again, either way. I think they've looked, they've taken one look at teams like Sunderland and Ipswich and just thought, if we get it right first time, we'll go straight back up. Because what we don't want to happen and what the fans really don't want to happen is is for us to come down and get in a kind of, have problems higher up the club and not could not quite get get the team right and then, and then suddenly you're stuck in more of a sort of cycle and you, you you might cycle for a few managers as well but uh, to get it right on first time of asking I, I know that a lot of teams haven't been able to chop and change their squad because of money problems but I think that they've got it just right again keeping McCann even after that well, can still remember that set being 7-0 down at half time it kind of just like that was what pushed them, <laughs> kept pushing them down into the relegation places. But to keep faith and to keep to come back up, I think, you know, hats off to them. Well, obviously with Hull promoted, it's still very much a race that is alive and kicking for the uh, playoff places in League One. So we're going to have to keep an eye on how that goes with a few clubs still circling around trying to get themselves in there ahead of the last game of the season. So I think naturally for us, the best place to go now is to the foot of the table and to say bye-bye to uh, two teams <laughs> at the bottom of League One. Bristol Rovers, we haven't said much about them this year. <laughs> Not about the players anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolute shambles of a club at the moment, aren't they? To put it nicely. And 
the shocking thing there, I mean, we talk about Barton a lot, but I mean, he sounds like he's really up for the challenge of uh, staying with them next season, building his own little squad there. I mean, he's been less than complimentary about uh, the current crop of players they've got. So, I mean, it was only a matter of time, wasn't it? I mean, started off with a couple of wins and then just absolutely capitulated. Um, second time that word's been said on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you said about creating his own crop of players he was brutal in the in some post-match interviews recently saying that it would be in single figures some of the players that will still be with the club next season and he said that some of them would actually be lucky to still be professional footballers next year (laughs) so um yeah not very complimentary about his team like you say he does seem well up for staying and, and trying to get them back up and maybe that's what he wants a little project but yeah, they've not been good enough, have they? And I think maybe a couple of weeks ago, I sort of had a bit of a pop at him and said that there are some good players in that squad. But actually, when you look at it, they, they were never ready, were they? I had them quite high up in my predictions as well. But maybe that's just because they had a load of ex-Cov players, so I wanted it to happen. <laughs> yeah. Talk about players who aren't good enough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so these players couldn't get in Coventry's team. <laughs> I like how he said, um, some teams don't deserve to go down, but we do. <laughs> like, he, we he do. knows what we, we do. do. <laughs> <laughs> like, he knows what he inherited. Who controls the British pound? Who keeps the metric system down? We do. We do. Yeah, both managers before him have exactly the same record. I've seen a, a really good like highlight reel of just the, some of the awful, awful football that's been played at the Memorial Stadium this season. Oh, I've seen this. It's Absolute so good. Gold. <laughs> Absolute gold. Some of the chances they've missed, some of the goals they've conceded. It's like a circus down there. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's exactly that. I think one of the fans, this is, well, I don't know if they made it. Imagine going through that much effort just to show how bad your own own team are on the internet. But, and they haven't, they haven't <laughs> even made a, a podcast. <laughs> yeah. But they posted this video and just said, imagine thinking we don't deserve to go down. And Joey Barton's come out and said exactly the same thing four days later. I've seen the video. <laughs> <laughs> He made it. Make your own conclusions, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Barton actually put the video together. <laughs> Another side that, that have fallen out of the division at the wrong end, Swindon also gone and uh, another horrific season for them and uh, the weird one for me is actually there's a couple of players in there who have got some serious talent I think you all know we all know who I'm about to say but um, but Twine surely he'll be staying in the division next season if not going to the championship you, uh, well who knows <laughs> are you looking to sign him at Coventry James yes <laughs> <laughs> I've I, spoken to the board I have phoned up Robbins <laughs> No, there was actually a weird rumour about this last week about how it was Coventry and someone else. It might have been, in fact, it probably was Birmingham. Um, I can't remember, I can't, that were looking at him. Um, in pre-season, he scored a goal from about 100 yards out against us. And, uh, <laughs> that was the point that I knew. <laughs> how far but, out do you uh, have to be to score from 100 yards? Like your own corner flag? Yeah, I'm not oh, you're, sure. You're off the pitch, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never nice to see anyone get relegated, but they have not been good enough. And certainly when it's mattered at the end of the season and some teams have shown some fight, which we've obviously discussed recently, they haven't, have they? No, I was going to say, what a way to go down. 5-0. 
Shall I say it again? Capitulation. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the hat trick. There we go. Shirt off. Yellow card. <laughs> yeah, I mean, tough place to go, MK Dons, at the end of the season, but absolutely shambolic for Swindon on and off the pitch. And yeah, sort of the... West Country not doing too well at the moment, um, footballing wise. So if you're letting Will Griggs score four against you in 2021, <laughs> something's not quite yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, defensive wise, everything I said about they, when they lost to Wimbledon last week, God, what was that? 5 1? Oh, it, it was awful. Everything defensively wise I said about them last week, you can just copy and paste it again. Just losing market. It looks like they don't want to be there. They've got about as much enthusiasm for the football club at the moment as John Sheridan, it seems, who's gone. I didn't realise they were facing bankruptcy as well. This is is like an absolute bingo of what can go wrong at a League One football club. Uh, Number one, appoint John Sheridan again. (laughs) (laughs) Probably bring him in again next season, to be fair. (laughs) But never nice to see a team go down, so good luck to them for next season. down into League 2 and the format that we followed so far is to have a quick zoom in on those teams at the top or the confirmed promotions and of course those at the bottom who are confirmed as down and we haven't really got that in League 2 but after that huge game at the top end of League 2 between Bolton and Morecambe and of course Bolton coming out winners it does really look like now we've got our top three confirmed for, for League 2. Yeah, you're right. That was the biggest game of the weekend. And I mean, Kevin Meller getting sent off 20-odd minutes into it. Absolute nightmare for Morecambe. And uh, yeah, I think top three are done. We know the top two uh, been up there for a while now, but unbelievable run from Bolton to make sure they've got in there as well. I think uh, it's just uh, just a couple of teams to finish out the playoffs and League Two looks like it's absolutely sorted, top and bottom. Yeah, Cambridge, the only team to to have a, a possibility of uh, going up mathematically this weekend. And uh, Stevenage, Stevenage's bus arrives, and there's about 50 fans welcoming the Stevenage bus to Cambridge. It's about fi- like 50 of them all outside with like f- yellow flares. And uh, Stevenage come and ruin the party. So they're going to have to wait another week to go up. Yeah, Little victories for Stevenage there. <laughs> Very little <laughs> victories. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, at the other end of the... Uh of the League 2 table it now really is looking like Southend and Grimsby matter of time until they're confirmed now really five points adrift Southend Grimsby six points adrift Southend actually played a game more than Barrow above them so it really does look like they're the two that are going to be dropping out of the EFL yeah that's absolutely absolutely sorted isn't it which is a shame 101 years in the uh, Football League top four division, Southend. Uh, they'll be dropping out this season, um, which is a shame for them. But Grimsby, I think you said it earlier about what not to do if your Swindon Town was not a point, John Sheridan. Grimsby have got what they deserved as well, haven't they? After who <laughs> shall not be named was appointed manager there earlier in the season. <laughs> um, and on that, I think Luke was talking about that that blueprint of exactly what what, you know, all the things that could possibly go wrong. And both of those clubs feel like they've got some big troubles off the pitch at the moment. I know there's been a few strange looking banners put up at South End. Looks like a group of five year olds wrote them. But um, <laughs> clearly, some, some problems ownership wise. I know that Stan Collymore's been involved over the last week or so. So, um, so yeah, a lot for them to sort out if they're going to be coming back in to, to join us on Freezer Crowd in a couple of seasons' time. Yeah, it's been a really odd season for. 
Well, well, for Grimsby especially. Really strange weekend that both of them won and Barrow lost to Tranmere because that means that they're, they're both not still mathematically down. But it, again, it does look like it. Like Grimsby, a point Ian Holloway, and he said, if you want me to go, I'll go. And he didn't go. Then you have the he head-butting does that. incident. He does that. He does do that. <laughs> he knows full well a, a Millwall fan. Then you've got the head-butting head-butting incident a few weeks ago. <laughs> you've got them going on an eight-match unbeaten run and being rock bottom of the league for the entirety of it. It, it just it just feels like a mad season, and it's 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 one that's not going to end too too well for Grimsby Town. Unfortunately, I'll give them a goal of the week nomination before they go, though. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you knob I thought you'd bring in the Sunderland lone goal <laughs> Luke's quiz edit that in <laughs> well this week's quiz I'm going to go off the, the, the theme of the episode so far and we've talked a lot about managers terrible managerial decisions um, I won't mention any because some of them might be coming up in this quiz what I'm looking for is for managers who have been sacked or left their club this season managerial departures this season we've had 41 managerial departures a couple have turned up twice so you've got 39 possible ones to get might be too little too late in the quiz uh, quiz standings for Andy being 10-5 down I was going to say this, actually. Yeah, we've only been focusing on teams that are mathematically promoted or relegated this week. Um, so why are we doing the quiz? <laughs> You're Wickham, Matt. <laughs> well, Wickham have got more of a chance of staying up than I do of winning. Anyway, what am I talking about? Focus. Zen. I've got one. I've got one. Who starts? <laughs> you know which teams are sat manager? They just cannot remember who they, are, who they were. <laughs> go on, Andy. I'll let you start. Andy to go first. Go on, Andy. Give us your one. Uh, um, Neil Harris. <laughs> As if he's gone straight in with that. What are you talking about? He's off to a flyer. I'm going to go with uh, someone we've already mentioned twice, John Sheridan. <sighs> and he's left two different clubs. Good for him. <laughs> um, Ian <laughs> Ollie Holloway. <laughs> <laughs> Good to bring him up in something like this. I'm going to go uh, with someone that I think we quite enjoyed it when it happened. And I know that sounds weird, but Mark Cooper, Forrest Green. Lovely bloke, I hear. <laughs> Not. <laughs> if I say that one, I'll just give the other one. It doesn't matter. Um, Dean Holden. Um, I'm going to go with someone, someone else I've mentioned today. I saw Karanka. Uh, oh my God, his name's just escaped me. <laughs> it's escaped me Kenny Jacket that's the one I was waiting for him to say I'm going to go with a weird one Lee Bowyer technically a departure yep left Charlton for uh, left Charlton for Birmingham okay I've got one <laughs> Paul Lambert I'm going to uh, fire one straight back at him Tony Pulis Richie Wellens. Yeah, one of the managers to have left two clubs this season. Well, one left one, sacked by the other. Going to go for one in a similar vein as Bowyer. Darren Moore, technically departed. Doncaster. Ah, of course. Yeah, been doing terribly ever since. David Dunn. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, it's a good one, that, isn't it? That is yeah. good. Yeah, cheers. 
You want good ones? <laughs> How's Harry Kewell for you? Oh, took me ages to think of his name and I don't know why. Oh. F- Philippe Koku. Oh, that's a throwback. It's like week one we talked about him. Yeah, it was like Derby. It was in, I couldn't think for ages. Paul Tisdale? Yeah, and his lovely, lovely hat. <laughs> What's the guy's um Ben Oh I've got you remember the song we sang about it. Ben Garner. <laughs> yep, they don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hell was his first name? Jimmy Floyd came in for Buxton J- J- yeah. Jake Buxton. Jake yes, Buxton. Jake Buxton. You didn't I didn't hear a ding then. You didn't ding it, Luke. Cheers. <laughs> there's there there is the most blindingly obvious one that we you, that you've missed. Other than that, you've done really well, I think. Okay, it's gonna be a bit rogue this. It might be wrong, it might be the first wrong one. Mickey Mellon. Oh no. <laughs> what have you done? Who was at Shrewsbury before Cottrell? Oh, it was Ricketts. Sam Ricketts. Oh no. <laughs> melon. What a melon. What an oh, absolute you're melon. A, you're an absolute melon. Sam Ricketts. Would not have got that if you hadn't said Who, Oh, Graham Jones. <laughs> 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 oh my God. I was thinking for so long about who was there before Nathan Jones and it was staring me in the face. His name's the same. I had Sabri Lamucci. Oh, God, I would never Jeez, have how do you get that? Forrest. That. Yeah. That's impressive. No one going to go Forrest. for Joey Barton, leaving Fleetwood then? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> for some reason, I thought that was last season. I thought about it. and then He's the third manager they've had this season, Rovers. That was, uh, at, the, that was at the start of January. Well done, James. I hope you're happy. Sad <laughs> <laughs> little life. Sad little Embar- life. 11, 11 5. Well, boys, I think it's time to get straight into goal of the week. Right, I'm going for Jay Matete's goal. Keeps Grimsby up. So it's not just it's not just incredible well, it goal. <laughs> it does for another it week. Yeah. In a couple of days. Goal of probably no importance come the end of the season, but huge importance this week. Now he picks it up on the halfway line. That's what I one thing I like about it is the d- defender that passes it into him actually registers an assist for this. He t- he takes the ball from the halfway line, takes around two players, cuts inside, left foot, top corner. Absolute screamer. It's not only that, he stays behind to do a little bit of extra press after the match because he scored the winner and kept them up for another few days. And the Grimsby coach leaves without him. So that's his reward for scoring oh, such an incredible no. goal. He gets left behind by the coach. So um, another one to add to the list of things that have happened at Grimsby Town this season. But what a strike. Two goals in three games, doing his best to keep them up, but probably to no avail. Yeah, good goal, that and I think there's only one place to really go after a good goal like that. And that is to... <laughs> a shocker. An absolute shocker, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ball lumped forward against Sunderland and uh, Lee Burge in the nets coming out of his goal to collect it. Just as it's heading towards the safety of Burge, which is something that I 
very rarely said before about Lee Burge. Um, <laughs> Luke 09 decides to get his head on it and nod one straight past his own goalkeeper. And I have absolutely howled as the ball's gone into the net. And for that reason, <laughs> I've brought along Luke 09's own goal for goal of the week. Well, normally Luke brings along a howler, but it's not it's not me this time. It's 09. I also like the fact that Lee Burge nearly gets there as well, kind of scoops it into the side netting. Yeah, it looks like he should. It looks like he should get there. You don't want to be harsh on him because it is 09's fault. But <laughs> yeah. Is it my go? What are you bought? <laughs> um well, I'd be lying if I said I didn't bring the same goal as Luke, so I've got to quickly change it up and go for my second choice. Which is <laughs> A man who we've spoken a lot about on the show. We all like him Joe as a player. Score. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it could be anyone like that, yeah. Kiefer Moore, for his first goal against Wickham, looked like he was playing a different, a different level. Well, if you're playing against Wickham, you normally are, to be fair. <laughs> but he looked about a foot taller than everyone else and he just glided glided is that the past tense of glide yeah glade through the uh, <laughs> a couple of players Cloud. yeah, yeah it's glided through the players and uh, <laughs> just just unleashed this left foot strike that just stayed really low started about two yards outside the post and curled in just looked like he was having a little kick about with some mates in the park just smacking it in for fun um so yeah i've gone for that although it was only my second choice so if that's a kickabout in the park with his mates, I'd be going home. What's the point? If he's driving them in like 30 yards into the bottom corner, I'd be like, I'd just pick up my ball and go. Not fair. Yeah, so <laughs> it didn't look yeah. fair. Luke, you, never, you never did go, did you, then? You stayed. <laughs> you stayed the whole time because you never did that. Looking deep into the camera as I said that as well. There's, there's something... There's something really satisfying about that sort of finish as well, where it's only a few yards off the turf and it's just mm. absolutely just bombing in. And it, it does actually start quite a way outside of the post, which I also like. Well, I it. The, uh, the Pavard goal. Yeah, yeah, it was very similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that means it must have won. But that Grimsby goal's massive. I vote for a Sunderland own goal, personally. <laughs> right, that's one for Luke. Oh, no. that's, uh, let's, that's one for Luke. Sorry, one for Luke. Oh nine. <laughs> <laughs> Small print. Oh nine. Um, it's hard for me to vote for something other than an own goal by Sunderland. I won't lie. I've enjoyed it probably more than most. <laughs> so I might have to stick with it. Casting vote. Casting vote. Oh, I feel like no, I've we've... got all the power. No, 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 it's 2 0, mate. I voted for the end yeah, goal as well. It's wrapped up. Yeah, stop oh. talking. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Luke 09. Wins it. <laughs> well, some great goals there, and obviously the best of the bunch comes out winner <laughs> as it should. Mm. <laughs> and at this point, I would normally invite you to uh, have a little go at high risk, high reward, but I think we'll have a week off it, shall we, and, and bring it back next week ahead of the last games of, of the season and, and have a real go at some high-risk, high-reward and, and see what we can do because so far we've been really good at it. So yeah. um, <laughs> look forward to having a good go at that next week. And I guess on that note, all it really leaves me to do is say uh, thanks very much, boys, and see you next week. See you next Monday, everyone. See you next week.
over the season, they've just seemed to kind of uh, like move, like they, move. <laughs> <laughs> they've they just moved. seemed to move. <laughs> <laughs> Generally helps when you're playing football. Yeah. So you're, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> they just seemed to move as the season went on. They learned that they had legs. It was just fantastic to watch. 